Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 3. Race Maybe you should take a jacket, Susan's mother rummaged through the front closet looking for something to fuss over. Susan grabbed her track bag, slinging it over her shoulder. I have my hoodie. I'll be fine, Mom. What about a hat? Mom, it's like 20 degrees outside and I'll be running. Sunglasses? You should be protecting your eyes. Susan clenched and opened her fists slowly. The last thing she needed was a fight with her mother right before the meet. Instead of arguing, she reached for the door. I gotta go, Mom. Anna will be here any minute and I don't want to be late. Good luck, sweetie. Susan's mom called out but was cut off by the shutting door. As Susan leaned her back into the closed door, a pang of guilt rippled through her stomach. Her mom meant well, but she had to dote on every little thing, and it drove Susan crazy. At least these were minor spats over stupid things. Susan rarely saw eye to eye with her mother on anything, but she would take her mother's fussing over a real argument any day. Susan took a deep breath and stepped out from the overhang of the porch into the sunshine. It was a gorgeous day. The breeze was slight, pushing clouds across a piercingly blue sky and rustling the leaves in the trees. The heat of summer was gone, but the biting cold of winter had yet to set in. The temperature was just right. It was the perfect day for running. Susan sat on the porch steps, drinking in the lush scents around her. Her family lived just outside of suburbia, on the fringe of the bush. Trees surrounded the house on every side, except where the driveway cut through them. White birches set the stage with their yellowing leaves, backed up by a host of green pine and spruce. Splashes of intense red or fiery orange came from the maples. The oaks had yet to turn. They were always the last to lose their leathery brown leaves, sometimes clinging to their branches even after the snow set in. Trails cut swaths through the lawn from the house to the bush, where they continued to weave in and out of the wolf property. Susan knew those trails well. Whenever she fought with her mother, that was where she escaped, whether to blow off steam after an argument or to avoid a fight altogether. Running down the trails became a regular exercise in Susan's early teens. At some point, she realized that running felt good. It burned away her anger, allowing her head to clear. Then she started running even when she wasn't angry. Running became a way for Susan to focus. Emotions melted away and problems would work themselves out in her mind as she ran. Running became Susan's path to enlightenment, and now she couldn't imagine life without it. Gravel popped and crunched under tires as a gray Subaru pulled up the driveway. Susan rose slowly, fighting her growing anticipation. She wanted to bolt down the trails, leaving her thoughts behind her, but that would have to wait. The closer the meat got, the harder the waiting was. The Subaru crawled up in front of the porch, and Susan jumped down to meet it, opening the passenger door. "'Are you sure you want to come, Anna?' Get in already, Anna rolled her eyes, shifting the car into reverse. Really, would I have offered to drive if I didn't want to go? Susan should have known better than to question Anna's conviction. Still, she couldn't shake the nagging feeling of uncertainty crawling over her skin. Susan needed to get out on the track. Now. Throwing her bag in the back seat, Susan climbed in. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad you're coming, but I don't want to be blamed when you're bored out of your mind and want to go home. I won't be bored, Anna reassured her. I have a bag of film and it's a beautiful day. You might be the one who's bored when you want to go home and I'm still taking pictures. It's your funeral, Susan offered one last out, but Anna wasn't biting. You know, you'd have way more fun if you were participating. You would think that, Anna turned her attention to driving. 
They were finally on their way, heading towards the highway and onto Timber Creek College's trails for the competition. Susan was happy to be on the road and relaxed a little now that everything was in motion. Once Anna settled into the task of driving, she broke through Susan's thoughts. So, is Jim going to be there? Susan's tongue stuck to the roof of her dry mouth, making it hard to speak. He said he was coming at practice, but that doesn't mean anything. Jim says a lot of things. Doesn't mean he follows up with them. Anna smiled wryly. Something tells me he's not going to miss an event that's this important to you. Oh, please, don't get my hopes up. The words came out harsher than Susan expected. Ah, you're both so dense. It's like two brick walls banging their heads against each other. Walls don't have heads. Susan stuck out her tongue to strengthen her defense. Even bad humor was comforting right now. You really think he likes me? No, I think he joined a random sports club that you happened to head to get some fresh air and sunshine. <laughs> You're horrible, you know that? Me? Anna batted her eyelashes in mock innocence. Whatever would make you think that? Laughter washed away Susan's doubts. Maybe Anna was right and she was working herself up over nothing. He likes you, Anna said firmly. And if he ever breaks your heart, I'll kick his ass. Remind me never to make you mad, ever. You I could forgive. I don't know about Jim, though. Aw, oh, come on. Susan shifted in her seat. He's a sweet guy. Is he really? Please don't tell me you buy into the rumor mill. Susan threw her head back into the seat, not wanting to see the disapproving look on her friend's face. No, Anna grew quiet. Considering what the rumor mill has said about me, I don't want to buy anything they're selling. I'm just saying, I want you to be careful. That's all. See? The rumor mill doesn't know what they're talking about. You're awesome. Anna cringed, tightening her grip on the wheel, but it was impossible to hide from such an obvious compliment. I hope it doesn't rain. Those clouds don't look so good. Don't change the subject. You're amazing and you know it. And I know someone else who knows it. Anna's face paled in terror. Who? Will? The edges of Anna's knuckles began to show white. Her mouth pulled into a straight, tight-lipped line. Can we not talk about him? What is up with you two? Susan didn't get it. She needed to understand what was driving Anna's anxiety. You've been acting weird ever since we started sitting in front of him in chem. Why? I don't like him, okay? Why not? He's a nice guy, way more mature than all the guys at school put together. Smart, not to mention easy on the eyes. What's not to like? I just don't, Anna yelled. The hum of the highway intensified in the silence that followed. Anna seldom raised her voice to anyone. Susan had pushed too far, but was no closer to understanding why. Look, Anna said as she took a deep breath to calm herself. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Will's not my type, okay? I hate that he's always trying to get my attention with his stupid jokes. He thinks he's being funny, but he's not. He makes me feel awful. I wish he'd leave me alone. Realization dawned on Susan as the gravity of the situation sunk in. I didn't know he was making you feel that way. Why didn't you say something? It's not like I didn't try, but you kept dismissing it as puppy love. Anna struggled to maintain her composure. I'm sorry, I should have listened. Well, Anna relented with a sigh. Sometimes I have a hard time saying things. Still, it wasn't my place to tease you or push you when you were really in distress. Susan couldn't believe how blind she had been. I'm such an idiot. Please don't blame yourself for this. 
Hey, do you want me to talk to him? I'll get him to back off. I appreciate the thought, Sue, but we aren't in fourth grade anymore. You can't walk up to someone and punch him because he was being mean to me. I don't see why not, Susan mulled the idea over. Some people could use a good smack upside the head, but that's not what I was getting at. I've refined my persuasion skills over the years to include words, you know. Thanks, but I don't know. I'd rather not draw attention to things. And how's that working for you? Maybe not as well as I'd like, but give it a chance. Now that you're on board, maybe things will change in a more subtle way. Because subtlety is my middle name. Don't sell yourself short, Sue. Your understanding might be the thing that tips the scales for me. If you say so. My offer still stands, though. Thank you. I mean it. Hey, I'll always be there if you need me. I know. They reached the campus. Timber Creek College was its own little world, existing within the town, nestled in the heart of civilization, yet sprawling through the natural world around it. The girls drove down the college's roads to the very edge of the campus, where the athletic center opened up to the trails beyond. A small collection of cars filled the tiny parking lot. We're not late, are we? Anna scanned the lot for an open space. No, but it's going to be busy today. We might have to park in the south lot. Nope, there's a space, right at the end. The car had barely come to a stop before Susan jumped out, grabbing her bag from the back seat and jogging off down the path leading to the track where the meet would start. Wait up! Anna scrambled to get her things out of the car. Susan couldn't stand still and found herself pacing back and forth. She breathed deeply, steadying herself, letting a wave of crisp fall air cool her lungs. She stood at the head of a path lined with birches, their golden leaves falling all around her. Ready? Anna popped up beside her. Ready. Susan was surprised at the calm in her voice, but each step forward strengthened her resolve. She was ready. This was her day to shine. The tarmac below them was misty as steam rose from the pavement baking in the sun. Pale blonde leaves rustled across the track. The facility was simple. A full-sized track looped around a field with steel bleachers towering over one side. Behind the bleachers rose a sea of trees containing the trails Susan would navigate during the meet. Open trails on a beautiful day. Susan couldn't have asked for anything more. Waving goodbye to Anna, Susan galloped across the field toward her teammates. The air was full of excitement and nerves, but Susan found their enthusiasm inspiring. Taking a step out onto the field, Susan collected herself by stretching. Her teammates and coach knew better than to interrupt her while she was preparing for a big run, so it was a surprise when someone jogged up behind her. Hey, Jim panted slightly, as if he had run down from the parking lot. Hey, Susan felt suddenly lighter. Glad you made it before the race started. I said I'd be here. Jim spread his arms wide, presenting himself. You didn't think I'd miss the big race, did you? I'm not going to back down from a competition. Even one you're bound to lose? Susan's competitive streak reared its ugly head, but she was enjoying herself too much to reel it in. Ouch! I know I just started with you guys, but I'm not that bad, am I? No, but if you think you're going to beat me at my own game, think again. Hey, I get it. This is your thing. It's cool. I like the fact that I don't have to hold back around you. Why would you hold back? This is a big event for us. Yeah, well, Jim scratched the back of his head. With most girls, I have to hold back. If I play all out, I end up creaming them. Susan couldn't take Jim's posturing anymore, and the captain in her took over. Don't do anything to flatter me. Just do your best. 
See, that's what I'm saying I like about you. You can hold your own. I've never met a girl like you before. You haven't looked too hard, then. Jim's brows knit together as he struggled to find something to say. You're hard to compliment, you know that? Susan stood up from a stretch, about to fling another witty retort, but thought better of it. Maybe Jim was right. She was making this more difficult than it had to be. The ground beneath her feet felt like it was turning to sand, and her knees wobbled. So, um, Jim, are you doing anything next weekend? Dimples lit up Jim's face. Not if you don't want me to. You want to go see a movie or something? Susan was dying on the inside, hoping it wouldn't show through her casual exterior. A movie? Sure. It's a date. Relief flooded Susan's body. Great. I'll give you my number after the meet. We can sort out the details later. Sweet, Susan Wolf's number. Jim jumped up, pumping his fist in the air. Runners to the start! The command interrupted their moment of celebration. It was time. Jim was a pleasant distraction, but now Susan had to focus on what she came here to do. The jitters in her legs ceased. Susan threw Jim some incentive. Well, maybe I'll give you my number if you can keep up. She didn't wait for a response, but bounded off toward the start. Susan jostled through the crowd, trying to grab a spot near the front of the pack. When the gun went off, she didn't want anyone in her way. Adrenaline from asking Jim out surged in her veins, and she could hear the blood already pounding in her ears. Her body felt like it was on fire. She needed to run. The open field stretched before them, long grass waving in the breeze. At the end of the field, a marked trail beckoned to the runners. A hush fell over the crowd as they were called to the mark. The gunshot pierced the silence, and Susan flew forward. Cheers and her coach's screams about pacing faded into the background. The thunder of other runners' feet fell behind her as Susan broke free from the emotions that were binding her. The delicious fall air filled her lungs, and her muscles sang with release. The opening burst was short and sweet. It felt good to let out everything pent up from her encounter with Jim. But after that moment, Susan remembered the race. As good as it felt to sprint through the opening, it wouldn't help her in the long run. As she reached the mouth of the trail, Susan forced her legs to slow, and she set a pace for herself. Falling into a steady rhythm, her feet pounded along the hard-packed earth. Other runners would pass her or fall back, and Susan kept an eye on them, concentrating on her pace. Her world became her breathing and the contours of the trail. The terrain was challenging. Fresh fallen leaves littered the ground, still damp and glistening. The sun's rays spat through the branches, but the clouds that had been threatening earlier rolled in. The light on the trail diffused, becoming gray and hazy as the race wore on. As she ran, Susan's thoughts began to untangle. Her heart hammered away over Jim, allowing her mind the room it needed to unravel and weave new patterns. She still couldn't believe she had asked him out, or that he had said yes. A world of possibilities opened up before her, and everything fell into place. The outside world melted away until there was only Susan and the trail she was conquering. The joy of running coursed through her with every step. Then the path opened up, exposing the track and bleachers. The foreign sound of people and the smell of the synthetic track assaulted Susan's nose, and the outside world rushed back into her brain. She wanted to veer off into the bush again, back to the state of bliss she was so rudely ejected from. However, the goal of the finish line flashed before Susan's eyes, and her need to cross it blazed anew. The end was in sight. It was all or nothing. Susan forgot her aching muscles and calculated breathing, letting loose her last reserves. 
She bolted forward with everything she had, flying past the other runners. The noise of the crowd peaked as Susan crossed the finish. Mission accomplished. She gulped for air through ragged breaths, and her body slowed, then stopped altogether. Her knees felt weak and her head was swimming, but her runner's high bathed her body in euphoria. It took a moment for her coach's words to penetrate her ears. Your best time, Wolf. First place. I knew you could do it. Good. That's good, Susan panted. She would celebrate later. Right now she was still in the zone running had put her in, and she wanted to stay there as long as she could. With that crazy start, I thought you were going to burn yourself out before the race was half over. I don't know where you keep all that energy, but it looks like it worked out for you in the end. Yeah, thanks. Susan resumed walking around the track, giving her muscles a chance to cool down. People came by to congratulate her, but she shrugged off the praise. It felt good simply to have run the race, and Susan wanted to enjoy that high while it lasted. Eventually, Anna walked up beside her. She didn't say anything, just followed Susan around the track. That was amazing, Susan said, signaling she was ready to talk. I'll say, Anna's eyes shone in amazement. I've never seen you run so fast before. It's almost like you had a little extra something to keep you going today. Huh? What? Anna was hinting at something, but Susan's mind was still coming back down to earth. You know, something tall, dark, and handsome that might have given you a little energy spurt before the race? The pieces clicked, and Susan grew excited again. I asked Jim out. What? Are you serious? I thought something was going on, but I thought he was putting the moves on you. He tried. It was adorable, but kind of painful, so I decided to bite the bullet and ask him instead. Well, look at you. Anna took a step back, examining Susan in wonder. Today must be my lucky day. You have to tell me everything, right now. I would, but I gotta go shower, maybe receive a medal or something. Oh, come on. You can take a minute to give your best friend all the gory details. Come over for dinner. I'll give you all the gory details you want. Susan was already backing off toward the finish line. Anna protested, but would have to wait, at least until the car ride home. Then they could gush all they wanted. Right now, Susan had other priorities, to her team and her sport. A drop of rain hit Susan's face, and she looked up at the blackening sky. Of course, life had to rain on her parade. That concludes Chapter 3. Runaway is currently available for you to listen to for free. I will release a new chapter every week until the book is finished. But if you can't wait to find out what happens... The ebook is available through Kobo and Amazon. Just search for Sabine Wilder or get a direct link from my website at sabinewilder.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to give me feedback, you can always email me at sabine at sabinewilder.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and help me grow. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant night.